Hello, and welcome back. Thank you for choosing to listen to the How to Life podcast today. I am Dr. Laura Jagged, and this is episode 105. You are about to hear an interview with M.V. Braverman, who's here to talk about how to reach out to someone you don't know and ask. You know, the ask. Whether it's a sales call, or you'd like to inquire about working for them, or working for their company, making a cold call can be an unpleasant and intimidating situation. But it's a tactic that is still used today by many companies to try to get leads or sales, so it does still work. How, though? The key is finding out how to get your foot in the door. There are things you can do and steps you can take to make this process more successful for you and less threatening to the stranger that you're trying to engage with. This is Networking 101 with M.V. Braverman. You'll probably find a little gem in this interview that'll help you out. MV, hello. Welcome to the How to Life podcast. Thank you so much for being here today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited. This is my first guest appearance on a podcast ever. Oh, I didn't know that. <laughs> We're talking about a topic which even today still kind of makes me nervous and makes me uncomfortable. And that's how to cold pitch, how to cold network with others to help yourself out, help your business out, or even help you out personally get a job and stuff. How do you know about this stuff, MV? Well, I really wish I'd learned about it earlier, to be honest. My family immigrated to the U.S. when I was 13, and, you know, we didn't speak the language. My parents had super thick accents. They didn't know about networking. They didn't know about how to find jobs except by looking at a job post and applying. I the same way. I went through college thinking all I'm there for is to go to school and turn in my work and graduate and get a job and be an engineer. That did not quite work out that way. So what are you doing now? So right now I help online businesses and nonprofits with their tech needs. I recommend tools. I feel like I'm a tech matchmaker. <laughs> Matching someone with their perfect tool is amazing. And then I help them kind of set it up, make it work for them, make it work with the things they have already. Mm-hmm. And then my other, I guess, side gig is I got a life coaching certification in 2020. So I help people tackle their inner critic and discover their emotional resilience. And so somewhere along there, there have been times where you had to reach out to others to offer your services or to get known or to make a connection with somebody else? Absolutely. Let's define some things, okay? The the term a cold lead versus a warm lead. What do those things mean? Broadly, a lead is someone who is a prospective customer. maybe interested in your service or in you as a job applicant. A cold lead is someone you don't know. So if you're standing on the sidewalk handing out leaflets, they're all called leads. If you're handing out leaflets for a concert and you see someone you've seen at a different concert before, they're a warm lead. You know each other a little bit and they are much more likely to take your leaflet. Right. So you always want to kind of hit your warm lead first. 
Mm-hmm. Yes. You you want to go for the warmest. Now there's there's different ways of looking at that. If you're a recent grad and you're looking for a job, someone who is an alumni of your university could be a warmer lead than just a random person. So talking to people is not something that some of us are good at. Going up to talk to a stranger has not ever been easy for me. And I never considered myself good at sales because I'm kind of quiet. I kind of keep to myself. So do you have to be an extrovert or if you are more extroverted, are you more successful at reaching out to these cold leads? I actually don't think so. The wonderful thing about networking is it's a one-on-one connection. Introverts thrive at one-on-one connections. You're not going to step up on the stage and try to impress a whole bunch of people. You're here to connect with just one person. Uh, That's a good way of looking at it. I like that, actually. Well, sometimes to get ahead, whether it's marketing your business or marketing yourself for a job or whatever, you have to reach out on platforms like, let's say, LinkedIn, for example. Absolutely. I was going to say, how do you start? Where do you start? One way I would say to start is reach out to people you know pretty well, like your friends, your family, your professors, and they're just for brainstorming. Just give me an hour, let's info dump, help me come up with ideas. So you make a list of the job titles, and then you start researching who in my maybe second or third connection, preferably second connections. What does that that mean, second connection? So on LinkedIn, you are directly connected. First connections are professors, family members, friends. It's not always someone you know. It is somebody you you have connected with. Your first connection is someone you've actually connected with. What's your second connection mean then? So your second connection is someone that they connected to directly. So it is one step removed. So it's someone they know. And it's not really your immediate connections. It's not your friends or family are going to help you land a job. Rather, it's people you know a little bit. How so? Your acquaintances. The second connections are the most valuable. So you make that list of people that have maybe that job title or worked at the company you're interested in. Start really digging deep. You know, if they have a blog, read their blog. Look at their profile. Do you notice any sort of common membership? You're, you could be alumni of the same group. If you're both in Black women in sales or Jewish high-tech community, that's a great way to connect. And so you recommend learning everything about that person before you reach out to them. Absolutely. Yes. Look at their Twitter, their Instagram, go to their company site, read their about us page. And the reason you want to do this is so that you are well-versed in who they are and what they do. Absolutely. And also you find points of commonality with them. Do you ever see the movie Crazy Rich Asians? There's a scene in it where the girl has been rejected from her fiance's prominent family. And so she has to sit alone at this wedding. And there is a princess and all of her fiance's snooty family is very impressed by this princess. So this girl, the main character, she's an economics professor. And this princess happened to write a paper on economics. And she went up and said, I loved this paper that you wrote. And the princess immediately invited her to sit down. And that's a perfect example of how you can get an in. Absolutely. And yes, if you read their their paper, if you read their blog and got a takeaway from it, 
That is amazing. I would bet you anything that if I followed up and said, here's what I heard, here's what I took from this, and here's what I did, I am going to be super memorable. Now, let's say you've done your research and you need to get in front of this person somehow. And very often it's done by an email or a letter in this day and age. Very rarely do we have the opportunity to be face-to-face with someone when we need immediate help. Is there a step-by-step formula that you have for (laughs) us on that? There's definitely a few tips. First, of course, you want to find their contact information. So if you saw them at a talk or you found one of their talks online. So pro tip, if you are researching a company that you want to work at or you're going to be interviewing at, search for company name CEO speak. Watch one of their appearances. And you can refer to it in an interview and say, you know, your CEO said that you're priorities or your mission is this. And I really connect with that. I did that a couple of times. It was very well received. So you told me something once you said subject line matters. (laughs) What do you mean by that? So the first thing, as any email marketer would tell you, it's the subject lines that open the emails. Don't say like, hello, or something generic. If you're trying to pique their interest, you actually want to be pretty specific. So you're emailing someone at Deloitte. You're interested in exploring career opportunities. If your subject line is hello or looking to connect, it's not going to be read. If your subject line is Kent State grad, would love to chat about your work at Deloitte. That's going to be a very different proposition if they are also a Kent State grad working at Deloitte. So make it really, really specific enough that it piques their interest. Your first big hurdle is just getting your email opened. It's not even getting a response because if I'm receiving hundreds of emails per day, I'm going to be pretty selective about what I open. So that is what I meant by subject line matters. And your goal is to keep it short. Let's say you're looking for a job. Don't email them asking, can you pass my resume (laughs) or are you hiring? That is not how you start a relationship. Think of a minimum viable ask. Can I have 10, 15 minutes of your time to ask three questions about your work at Deloitte? This is a great way to open. So once you connect, then pretty often naturally you'll say, hey, are you looking for a job there? I'd be happy to pass on your resume. What do you mean by put yourself in their shoes? Think about where are they in their career? Where are they in life? And this will actually help you answer a bunch of questions. So one is, when should you send your email? Well, for one, find out what time zone they're in. For two, emailing them on Friday afternoon or Monday morning is probably not going to get your email open. But also put yourself in the shoes in the sense of, are they looking to mentor people? Are they looking to move up? A lot of times, if you're young, you think, well, what do I have to offer? but maybe they are in a youth-oriented company. So you have your knowledge of your experience to offer to help them make it easy for them to say yes. That is rule number one. Every single thing you do is, is this making easier for them to say yes? What's your opinion about good grammar in emails? If there are spelling errors, I notice that immediately. And already that's kind of like a ding in the wrong direction. That's just me. Absolutely. And there's a difference between being informal and not paying attention to the details. 
So if you're in Silicon Valley and you're reaching out to someone in tech, you're not going to say dear sir or madam, oh. but proofread and check the spelling. Make sure you get their name spelled right, because especially in a very international area like where I am, autocorrect is often wrong. the opposite of helpless. I just want to finish up on following up and closing the loop. So we've got your foot in the door, so to speak, right? You maybe get them to open your email. How do you now follow up and close that loop? If you don't hear back from them after a few days, send them one more message. Sometimes people feel weird about keeping following up, which I totally understand. Send them one more message. Oftentimes, like I see an email and I mean to reply it and then I forget. And then I'm grateful if they reminded me. But the, the most important part about it is if they introduced you to someone or if if you got something from them, let them know. So many times I introduce people and I never hear about it again. It's radio silence. And then I wonder, did it work out? Did they meet? It's a terrible feeling that is not what you want to leave people with. You want to let them know how they helped you. So show appreciation and show, here's what I learned. Everyone wants to feel like an expert. So if they have helped you with their expertise, let them know. And that is how you really distinguish yourself. What are some other platforms that people can consider reaching out on other than LinkedIn? People are everywhere. Look for where you are comfortable yourself. It needs to be a Venn diagram of where you are and where they are. And you're looking for that overlap. It's not about jumping out of your comfort zone. It's about nudging your comfort zone. How do you overcome the fear of rejection? Well, we're back to nudging <laughs> your comfort zone. It can be scary. So explore the boundaries of the comfort zone. Is it weirder to reach out to strangers or to people you know? So when I was exploring something completely new, I actually felt more comfortable with strangers because they didn't have this image of me. They didn't think of me as an engineer. So that was easier. Another option to explore is basically creating an alter ego. So you could even create a whole new LinkedIn profile, like use your middle name or something. There's an amazing book by Todd Herman called The Alter Ego Effect. He was a sports performance and now a high performance coach. And the third one is if you build it, they will come. So if you're not comfortable reaching out, how about starting your own meetup or helping someone with theirs. I started hosting events and I did not have to wonder, how am I going to insert myself with these two people standing and talking to each other? I just come up to them and say, hi, I'm the host. How are you finding this? How'd you hear about us? So I like that. That's creative networking. It's not cold networking. It's creative. Build a system. If you're sending emails to three, four people a week, if you don't hear from one of them, that's okay. You're on to the next few. You and them will answer. Envy, thank you very much for all of this information. How can people find you and what you have to offer and what you do? All of my links are always available at mvbraverman.com. And I'm mainly on Facebook. You can find me there as well. And on LinkedIn, of course. And I love emails. So if you got something <laughs> from it and you want to try this cold outreach, hit me up. All right. That's great. There's your first warm lead and you'll get an encouraging response as well. Envy, thank you so very much for your time. I appreciate everything you had to say, and I am sure it's going to help out a lot of people. Thank you so much for having me.
So what do you think about this? I've never been good at the cold call. I've even struggled with just talking to new people. But I admit that the alter ego technique has worked for me. And so has finding a common connection with the person I'm speaking with. Researching ahead of time is also good. You should really do that. What have you tried and what has worked for you? Let me know. You can reach me directly at drlj at howtolife.com. And definitely reach out to Envy. Don't be shy. She would really love to hear from you. And she will respond to your email as well. You can find out everything about MV Braverman in the show notes at howtolife.com slash 105. And I have some more resources for you. If you would like some help on how to talk to people, listen to episode 102. Tony Bacigalupo has some great tips to help you break the ice and make connections. Does fear play a big role in holding you back? In episode 17, I have a great conversation about how to overcome it. And I also like episode 74 about finding a job that aligns with who you are. When you know that you're a good fit for a company because you share the same values, it's easier to reach out to them. Learn about the happy career formula and about how to discover your path. As always, thank you for spending some of your day listening to my show. I appreciate your support. I know your time is valuable and the fact that you tune in to learn some important life skills and information is greatly appreciated. If you haven't already, I would love it if you would hit that five-star rating button on your podcast player, and please subscribe to the How to Life podcast. I will be back again in the very near future, so until then, take care everyone. Keep striving to be your best and give your best. You are doing great, and great things are in store for you. You got this.